With the news full of stories of university tuition fees and youth unemployment, many young people may be left wondering if it is still worth studying for a degree. What is the graduate job market really like, and will they be able to get paid work at the end of their study? A groundbreaking research project at the University of Warwick has set out to answer those questions and to find out what is really happening in the graduate job market. The project is called Future Track, and it is run by the University of Warwick's Institute for Employment Research, commissioned by the Higher Education Careers Service. The project set out to survey all students who applied to enter higher education in 2006. The research team has followed those students for the last seven years and is now asking respondents to complete the survey for the last time as the project comes to its final stage. In the first of a series of three podcasts, we speak to project leaders Professors Kate Purcell and Peter Elias about whether, in today's financial climate, it is still worth studying for a degree. The Future Track project has been in progress for seven years. Peter, do you think being a graduate still holds the same value as it did seven years ago? Well, it depends how we interpret that word value. I mean, my view is that、uh, having a higher education has intrinsic value in its own right. Most people, though, when they have a question like this, they think of the monetary value of a degree, and of course, that's something that we've been very concerned about. And it's something that、uh, is high on the political agenda. What we've noticed, and it was quite surprising to start with, was that in the early years, earlier work that we did on other, other graduate cohorts before we started the future track study, that showed us that the value of a degree, the monetary value of a degree, was holding up very well, and that those people who went on into higher education could. On average, be gaining、um, up to twenty percent more than their counterparts who'd、uh, who'd not gone into higher education. So it had a, a high value. But obviously, as the numbers of graduates coming into the system and going onto the labour market has increased, and as the jobs market has begun to、uh, experience big difficulties there, then things have started to change. It's difficult for us to tell at this stage just precisely what the Extent of that change is, and of course,、uh, with future track, the future track study still in the field. We've、uh, we've yet to to uncover what's the situation for those who applied to higher education in two thousand and six. But we have been doing work looking at recent graduates from from other sources of data,、uh, and this shows us that we're beginning to see signs of change. The value of a degree, on average, is falling slightly. But it's definitely affecting those who are going into what were previously lower-paid graduate jobs. Those that might have taken a position、uh, in the arts,、uh, in, in the humanities, in, in, in languages,、uh, in, in areas like that, where it's traditionally been the case that having a degree didn't pay as much as it did in other areas. And here we're beginning to see quite a significant decline in the returns to a degree. So we're keeping. We're keeping a watch on this. We'll be studying it in great detail as we get more information from the the future track cohort,、uh, and of course, it's a, it's it's of major policy interest. And Kate, do you think it's still worth studying for a degree? Well, the other thing that 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 Peter didn't question is actually what does a degree consist of, and of course, there there are. Different kinds of degrees, where there are different expectations, 
and different aspirations. Not everybody is, is aiming to maximise their earnings by, engaging, or by entering higher education. That's not what most people do it for, we've found in previous studies. And uh, the, value, the, the value of a degree, as he said, is definitely not simply the financial degree. I mean, the, the arts and humanities graduates that he spoke about as, as tending to earn less historically and, and now often are the people who are most satisfied with their career development to date. So we have to unpick all of that to make sense of it, really. And so what do you think has been the effect on, you know, on increasing student debt? Well, we know very, very well from what we've heard, done in the past that the, more, the higher the debts that people carry out into the labour market with them, the more likely they are to see that they've been affected by those. Their subsequent decisions have been affected by those. They're somewhat less likely than people who don't have debts to go on to do higher degrees, for example. And in the past, we've had students saying that they've had to accept jobs that maybe were not the job that they would really like to have in order to be able to repay their debts and more often are restricted by having to seek for jobs in, in the locality where their family home is because they just can't afford to go and move to London where perhaps the greater opportunities are for people with degrees. So it seems that that is going to have an effect. We don't know yet how far the impact of increasing debt is having and, and even more the projected even higher debts are going to have on whether people are going to go into higher education to the extent that they have in the past. But it does seem already as if there's some falling off amongst exactly the kinds of people perhaps who the government would like to see taking greater advantage of the opportunities available. The mature students who are having the opportunity to reskill and, and the students from disadvantaged educational and social backgrounds. So it's a very interesting area. What we will be able to tell from the future tax study is what has been the impact two years on on debt that students have, because we've been able to collect information about the debts that they had as they were approaching the end of their courses and their aspirations and plans all the way through their courses. It's a longitudinal study. And Peter, how far do you think student debt has affected graduate decisions and options after graduation? Well, here we've got to look at where the majority of this debt is located. And uh, what we've uh, discovered already, of course, is that uh, those students who are accumulating the highest level of debts are those students who are coming into higher education from the the less traditional backgrounds. It's always been the case in the past, of course, that the, the middle class, those that could best afford higher education, of course, had parents who could best support them in the higher education. And we've seen with the expansion, of course, that there's been many students coming into higher education who don't have that level of parental support, who have to rely on student loans, who get into debt. And they are the students who are typically more worried about debt, of course, for this reason. Uh, this They have maybe a tradition of, um, of debt in families. Um, so this, this has been quite a difficult situation. What we're seeing, therefore, is that the, the restricted options that people perceive themselves as having is located within a group of students who are new into higher education in, in terms of the, the family background. And I think this is very worrying indeed, because, of course, one of the, 
the main targets of an expansion of higher education is to bring about more social mobility. And it could well be that it ends up having exactly the opposite effect because of the way in which debt is uh, accumulated and perceived. In terms of what's going to happen, there we, we're going we're to be looking very closely at this again because here we've, we've got this confluence of a, a, a major recession that we, we seem to be going through, we're stuck in, people are now talking about this could be another two or three years before we're seeing any significant growth in the economy. And this is a period when the students that we're tracking are going to be in the early part of their careers looking for jobs. It's going to be very tough indeed. And those who have accumulated a large amount of debt are probably going to be those who will take whatever job they can to keep their head above water. And that's often not a good thing. So it could be a double whammy for many of our future track students. And how optimistic were this cohort of students when they completed their courses? Well, they were less optimistic than they had been at the beginning of their courses when we asked them what they thought they were going to do at the end. And I think some of that has got to do with a very negative picture of the graduate labour market that is always painted in the media, in the mainstream media. I mean, Peter and I are phoned up every other week by some journalist or other asking us if it's true that the graduate unemployment has increased radically and that graduates are not able to get jobs. And they always have done that, ever since we started working together on this project 20 years ago. And they don't want to have good news. They want to have bad news. They want to have pictures of increasing doom and despondency. And we've spoken to students who have been participating in the Future Track study who've said, uh, well, I haven't started looking for employment because I didn't think there was much point. And I, I think there's, a, there's an element of reinforcement there. But two-thirds, almost, of them were optimistic in the, me in the medium to long term that they had the, the skills and qualifications they required and that they'd be able to get the kinds of jobs that they wanted. And bear in mind that when you've got nearly 40% of the population achieving degrees, that's a very diverse group of people. So they're not all aiming for high-flying finance sector jobs which pay megabucks. Their aspirations are somewhat more diverse than that. So especially if they're doing vocational courses, for example, you might be doing a, a degree in physiotherapy. So you'll have a very different take on what the likelihood is of getting employment than if you're doing a degree in, in my own subject, sociology, which gets rather a bad press, um, where it's very clear that social science students in the past have taken a little bit longer, like arts and humanities students, to get the kinds of jobs that they wanted. But in the past, up until the beginning of this recession, we found in tracking previous cohorts that they have managed to get the kinds of jobs that they wanted. So over 80% or so of respondents, graduates, four years on, seven years on, say, I'm satisfied with the way that my career is developing so far. Now, we just don't know what's going to happen at the moment. We don't know whether the recession is a short-term phenomenon and that everything's going to come out with the demand for graduates increasing, or whether something very much more dramatic has been happening. And we don't know what the impact of increasing funding by individuals and their families themselves of their higher education qualifications is going to have. But I think it's worth emphasising that we've kind of said, you know, things are tough at the moment and they're going to remain tough at least for a couple of years. Mm. And that young people 
are those who are experiencing the brunt of the recession. We, we, we know this, we see it from labour market statistics and we hear about it in the press all the time. But those who are in the best position to come out of this well are those who've acquired a higher education. There's no doubt about that. The problem we have is that many will look back um, to their parents' jobs, um, maybe to older brothers and sisters, uh, older peers and so on, and they'll think, ah, they had a much better job than me. They were earning more than me. Why aren't I uh, earning as much as that? Why, why haven't I got on the career ladder that they've got onto and so on? That's going to be the problem. It's a problem of the kind of change that's taken place through time, across generations, and over the last 10, 15 years or so. When you compare yourself with others, you're going to find yourself not in such a good position. But relative to those who've not got a degree, you're going to be better off. I think there's no doubt about that. I think that's right. And we always have to ask, what would have happened to the people who, who come out with not very good degrees and get not very good jobs if they hadn't gone to university? Because graduate unemployment is still very, very much lower than overall youth unemployment oh, in the same yeah. cohorts.